Yo, welcome back to the Keeping Stock Sneaker Podcast. I'm your host, Julian, and we're going to jump right into it today. We're going to be talking about Space Jam and Space Jam A New Legacy. I know it's going to be heavily discussed in the sneaker community. It's going to be heavily discussed in the basketball community and something that I'm interested in as I remember watching the original Space Jam as a kid and now I'm old enough to see the new Space Jam from a new perspective. So with that being said, let's hop right into it. So to understand the lens of where some of these arguments might occur between Space Jam and the new Space Jam, A New Legacy with LeBron, we have to look at the original. The original Space Jam released on November 15th 1996, directed by Joe Pitka. This is by far Joe Pitka's largest movie that he has directed. And surprisingly, at that time, this movie was praised in many regards. I don't know the last time you watched Space Jam. Maybe it's recently to get ready for the new one. And I'm sure there's some cognitive bias to that original Space Jam and how it was in your experience watching it the first time. But looking back on it, you can see how far technology has adapted in terms of motion pictures and animation and CGI and the technology behind it. But interestingly enough, that original Space Jam was praised in some regards for advancement in their technology blend of digital live action and animation. They're actually one of the first movies to be shot in a virtual studio, primarily all green screen at that time. It was a very new technology, and it was very entertaining to a young child's eye, and even to adults to some part, because it was something that hadn't been seen. Alongside of that, you have Michael Jordan, who you could convince some people that Michael Jordan ruled the United States from 85 to... 97. You could convince people that he was the president. He was everywhere. Michael Jordan had all of this mystique to him because at that time, all you saw of Michael Jordan was really the highlights on the court. There wasn't the easily accessible off-court access as today's generation has to their favorite players. Further, the 24-hour news cycle was just beginning towards the end of his career. So there is a lot of anonymity to Michael Jordan's life. Thus, it brought a lot of interest into this Space Jam film. The other drawing part to this original Space Jam was that this is between Michael Jordan's retirement to go play baseball. And that lies in one of the greater parts of the Space Jam plot. And the idea is that it kind of makes sense. What was Michael Jordan doing in between his retirement? in between the gap between baseball and coming back. And that's where the story lies for Michael Jordan here. So when it does release on that November 15th of 1996, opening weekend, it sees about $27.6 million at the box office. That's opening weekend of 1996. And what you may be thinking is what is that actually in 2021, roughly accounted for inflation? I did the math. Once again, this is a rough ballpark figure, is that it did about $47.3 million in today's money. Obviously, this isn't apples to apples. This is a very loose comparison in terms of the access to movie theaters, the amount of movie theaters, 
how things are marketed, the sheer amount of individuals and people on the planet, but it did very well and it ended up being one of the top 10 films of 1996. And as we started, we have this high regard for the original Space Jam because maybe you saw it when you were six or 12 or 15. And like mentioned in the tech portion, it was so new. You didn't have these Marvel type movies that we're seeing nowadays so widely spread and coming out every other month on these giant scales, budgets of 300, 600 million dollars. You don't have Vin Diesel and his family killing the box office for nine movies, which I don't understand why there's nine of them and so many people are watching. But with Space Jam, that original budget was $80 million. They did end up hitting about $250 million worldwide over the course of the run of this movie in theaters. And so they definitely made a profit on that $80 million budget. And there's some iconic moments throughout the film, some iconic style choices that we'll touch on a little bit later. But first, let's look at the perspective of Space Jam A New Legacy, the sequel that is coming out. This is going to release on Friday, July 16th in theaters and on HBO Max. It's cost two times the original budget. So instead of $80 million, the budget for Space Jam A New Legacy was $160 million. And here's the first thing that's going to jump out to you. The plot of the original Space Jam is what happens in between Michael Jordan's retirement, how he gets abducted going through the golf hole as the Looney Tunes squad needs help for their game against the Monstars and the evil hierarchy. But Space Jam A New Legacy, here is the plot line I pulled from IMDb. LeBron's son wants to develop games rather than play basketball, and they get trapped by Don Cheadle or Don Cheadle, right? You can already see the crazy difference here. This isn't necessarily about LeBron, and it's also interesting showing you the perspective of how it's changed as a child or how children have changed. It's LeBron's son doesn't want to play basketball. He wants to develop video games, and in turn, they get captured into this multiverse, and thus LeBron James has to play basketball to get them out, right? So already a huge difference in terms of story and where it's going and the focus, as you can see. Now, children, there's so much more attention on video games and other things rather than becoming a professional athlete or being the next Michael Jordan. We also get to see in Space Jam A New Legacy, we see obviously LeBron, Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Diana Taurasi, Ineka Agwumike. We're getting to see some perennial names, Hall of Famers, and a little bit of diversity in there, bringing in some of the WNBA talent. The original Jordan squad, if you can remember off the top of your head, is obviously MJ, Bill Murray, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, and Sean Bradley. With all that being said, and now we know the premise of the new Space Jam, A New Legacy, that comes out on Friday, July 16th, let's look at some of the differences here that are going to make these, I think, very different movies. The connection to Looney Tunes is completely different. In 1996, as a child, you knew of the classic Looney Tunes. You knew who they were. You were seeing their commercials on TV. You were seeing the toys their inserts in newspapers and magazines, 
all of this merchandise for Looney Tunes. So now imagine, you know, at six or seven in 2021, when is the last time you saw Looney Tunes merchandise or them at the scale they were? It simply has changed. Those TV shows and that influence is a complete different set of characters and animation and simply ways to take up time going all the way over to potentially YouTubers and influencers and social media and Fortnite and all of these things. So I found it very interesting that they're sticking with Looney Tunes, which makes sense if you're going to do a sequel. However, I'm curious to see or hear what the connection for today's children is when they see Marvin the Martian potentially for the first time. It's all of these characters that they may not see for the first time, which might help draw excitement, or it may land flat in terms of, uh, we don't like those characters. Let's keep the story pushing. So that is an interesting lane in itself. And it also lends into when we originally watched the original Space Jam, there weren't nearly as many opportunities and distractions happening to for us as children, right? There weren't as many games or the Xbox existed. YouTube wasn't a thing. Social media, TikTok, the PlayStation, all of these avenues for children to be more interested in than going to the movies or being interested in LeBron James or these athletes. Yes, there still is a subsection of athletes that really idolize these figures, but it's not quite the same as what Michael Jordan had over that generation of children and adults. There's children out there that strictly are watching YouTube and they may be watching sneaker reviews on YouTube or they may be watching influencers. They may be watching, for some reason, these influencers try to box. All of these weird things happening, right? We just had Logan Paul box Floyd Mayweather, who may be the greatest or one of the greatest boxers of all time. But all of these generation knows Floyd Mayweather as the guy who fought Logan Paul. It's like knowing Michael Jordan as a face that's only just memed a lot, but not knowing who he is or why the meme's there. It just doesn't quite make sense. In addition, they've pushed this new Space Jam so hard. I've seen at least 15 to 20 different types of releases and collaborations and brands with the Looney Tunes merchandise, the Space Jam merchandise from PacSun, Bape, Mitchell and Ness, independent urban outfitters, random things that have Space Jam on it. I don't know where they got the licensing for it. All of the bootlegs you're getting. On the other end, major collaborations between Nike and Warner Brothers and Microsoft to come together for some of the official Nike product to come out. And it's being pushed everywhere. And so you can kind of see that now at the sequel, this is a big play for a giant cash grab. And that cash grab, I think, isn't necessarily occurring in the US, but that worldwide market. The original Space Jam in itself performed equal, if not better, overseas in the Chinese market originally. So we're seeing all of this merch going on. It's almost crazy. It's almost tired me out from potentially seeing this movie. And the final thing here in terms of arguments is it's not for you. If you're listening to this, I'm going to go out on a whim and say Space Jam and New Legacy was not made for you. It was made strictly to appeal to kids. 
just like the original. If you go back and watch it, it wasn't made for adults. It's not made for the 26-year-old, the 24-year-old, the 40-year-old to go watch on their own or with their dates. Yeah, you can do that, but know that it's not pointed towards you. So there's been a lot of clash and clapback from these trailers coming out from grown dudes essentially saying, oh, this is not the original. This isn't for me. I'm never going to watch this. This isn't my type of movie. Well, obviously, right? This They're making this as an entertainment for young children. They're making this as a fun experience for families to connect and say, wow, what LeBron and Bugs did was super cool. What we get to see with Daffy was super exciting. We got to see Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis and Clay Thompson as animated characters. How cool is that? Let's go shoot around at the park afterwards. It's not made for the 27-year-old who likes intrinsic, deep A24 films shaded and colored in a very abstract way with a very unique message or those who really enjoyed uncut gems, right? As soon as you take that step back and if you do go watch it, then just understand that it's for entertainment. It's not for you. You're going to see all of the arguments online saying, oh, it's nothing like the original. I didn't think it was this funny. It didn't feel like it related to me. It's not for you. And just enjoy it while you can. If anything, 2021 and 2020 has taught us is enjoy things in the moment. What? This is really cool for LeBron James and Looney Tunes and some of that nostalgia that you grew up on, seeing it portrayed in a new light with new technology for the younger generation something you can step back and have a chuckle at you can laugh at how bad it's going to be or how bad so-and-so's acting is or how interesting these little references in the crowd in the back were i know from the previews i saw a couple easter eggs of it looked like jim carrey's the mask hanging out in the background right some little fun things like that that could be popping up and there you connect with that nostalgia and those little pieces that they throw in to capture your eye and keep you entertained while you enjoy it with Maybe your nephew or your niece or your children or just some buddies that you grew up with, right? The next talking point, the sneakers. If you are going to say that LeBron had a fair shot to have the next iconic Space Jam shoe, there is no chance, absolutely none, right? That Space Jam 11 is iconic. One, it was perfect timing. Like we've mentioned in other podcasts, the materials are made are easily wearable. They're flashy. They work well on court. But just as the Space Jam movie to Space Jam, a new legacy has involved in technology, so has sneakers. LeBron and the LeBron 19 are made purely for performance. They aren't made for off the court necessarily at these point in time. And they're made for someone 6'9", 6'10", 250, 275 pounds. So they aren't going to be nearly as wearable as the Jordan 11 for the mass population. And there was no surprise to it, right? There wasn't ever going to be a surprise to it. As soon as you knew LeBron was going to be in Space Jam A New Legacy, you knew he was going to have a unique Space Jam themed color. As opposed to the original release, you're like, wow, those Jordan 11s are sweet. Or those Jordan 9s that he's wearing are awesome as well. Here, not so much but it'll still be awesome to see upon release. And that's where I think they kind of fumbled the bag a little bit, is I get you really want to sell merchandise, you really want to promote as much as you can, 
but it would have been awesome just to see maybe the uniforms or the shoes upon release. Because now all the questions the older community had about, oh, what is it going to look like? Are they going to take bites from the older movie? We saw it way early. Now we don't necessarily have any questions. You're not really questioning the storyline of a kid's movie. You're just wondering, oh, I wonder if they're going to stay true to the original or shake it up. And that's what they've done. They've shaken it up a bit. Further, that 11 is so iconic that it's retroed three times in 2000, 2009, and 2016 as of recently. And it's sold out every single time going up to the $300, $400 in value. It's going to continue to come up. It is one of the most iconic shoes in the Jordan line. Maybe one of the most iconic shoes, basketball shoes of all time. The amount of people who saw the original Space Jam and recognized those shoes is unreal. I wore some my Space Jam 11s to the local short season minor league baseball game here in Portland. And I had three people say, wow, I remember those shoes from Space Jam. That's awesome. I didn't know they still made those. And it was pure excitement and joy from someone who was wearing Keds or Walmart sneakers that was not into it, but recognized the Jordan 11. That's how iconic the shoe is. So to think LeBron's 19 had a fair chance, there's no way that it was ever going to happen. But to say they've done an adequate job of the rollout so far, which we'll talk about towards the end of this episode. And the final thing that I want to touch on with Space Jam A New Legacy and the question people might be wondering is, where are you going to see it in theaters on release day? If your theater's open, so be it. If it's not, are you going to watch it on HBO Max? And for me, if it's on HBO Max and it isn't, $29.99 like this new Black Widow Marvel movie is on Disney Plus. Sure, I'll tune in in my home. I'll enjoy it. I'll take that step back, but I'm not going to into a theater full of children who are excited to watch the movie. Just not my vibe. But I'm curious to see the lifespan of Space Jam A New Legacy. We live in a generation of where things are being thrown away so quickly and disposable so quickly. In addition to that, it's also competing with a huge variety of movies like Marvel's releasing this weekend. It's going to be huge this weekend and next weekend and the weekend after that, the first Marvel movie after they've been killing it on Disney. So it's heavy in terms of what stands out there. But what makes me wonder if it's going to stand out is the first Space Jam was the original. It was one of the first to use the virtual studio, as we said. It was praised for its technology. All this animation was new and captivating. Now, it's everywhere. Like we said with Marvel, it happens all the time. It isn't new. Video games have this crazy intense graphics. 2Ks out there. Like I said, Fortnite, Call of Duty for all these kids. It isn't going to be anything different or anything special to them. The only thing special may be they see a few different faces in it. And they enjoy it. And with that being said, I'm neutral on it. Like I said, I'll check it out if it comes up. It's inexpensive. I'll watch it from the comfort of my own home. Not necessarily rushing out to go to theaters. If I have time to sit down and watch it, I will. I'm not going out of my way. And I think a lot of you are like that as well. But go ahead and let me know what your thoughts are on the new Space Jam A New Legacy coming out this Friday, July 16th in theaters and on HBO. I'd love to hear where I was wrong, where I was right. I'd love to discuss with you on these issues about Space Jam. Or just let me know I was completely wrong about everything. And the first Space Jam is the greatest movie of all time. And to be fair, you go back and watch Space Jam, not a huge fan. 
But like most, I have that cognitive bias and that associated memory with that time of growing up where it was a really fun and cool movie. As an adult, not so much. But if you want to let me know what I, where I was wrong and where I was right, you can follow me on Twitter at Julian the Gray. That's in the show notes below. Tweet at me, direct message me. Let's have a conversation. I'm looking forward to it. And with that said, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get into some cool news and upcoming releases. That sound is so ridiculous, but trying out some new sounds, some new clips that you hear throughout the shows. But let's start with some new cool news. One of the things I thought was super interesting this week is the Olympics. In the States, obviously, the virus and the pandemic has somewhat been contained, vaccines are rolling out, but in Tokyo, it's ramped back up, it's a state of emergency, and now the Olympics aren't going to have fans at the games. So it'll be curious to see how this affects the performance of athletes, what the atmosphere will feel like, especially when you're watching Team USA rip through the competition. I don't think anyone will stand a chance unless Team USA lets them stand a chance, which is so far beyond at this point in time. But watching the traditional USA versus Nigeria, no offense, or USA versus Mexico, no offense, in a game that's 115 to 50 with no crowd or no atmosphere, I'm probably tuning out pretty early on. But I am excited to watch KD, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, all of the Team USA playing and having fun and meshing together. I do kind of wish that we would have seen LeBron on there, and I do wish we would have seen Curry, as Curry's never competed in the Olympics, which is very surprising, only FIBA games. So it would have been awesome to see Curry play. Maybe he will eventually. But at this point in time, I'm just looking forward to the Olympics. It's fun to see all of the best athletes from around the world compete. I hope they do it safely, I hope they're healthy, and I hope they enjoy their time and the experience going through that. Also this week, Nike Sneakers released their information on exclusive access. And I can tell you right now that majority of those who read it and majority of Sneaker Twitter were not having it. We doth not purchase it, Slick Willie. We doth not purchase it. It's basically a blanket statement saying nothing. It's not telling you anything. It's saying... What everyone already knew, tap in and like the things you already like, but don't like everything. Make sure not to use multiple accounts because that could potentially get you banned. Make sure to get exclusive access early. Doesn't answer anything. Everyone already knew that. And it's also a lie within itself because we know there are bots and people with multiple accounts winning multiple pairs of sneakers. We've gone through it a while ago. I haven't won anything on sneakers in a while. I used to win a lot, and that's because, one, something in the algorithm has changed, two, I'm on Android, three, the amount of people in the sneaker game has exploded over the past five years, so things are changing, but I just think it was a, a wash in terms of what they were doing. I didn't buy it. It didn't tell us much. It didn't make me understand the process. It just was kind of almost an insult to those who were reading it and took the time to read it as it was like, engage with all of our content and stay on the app that doesn't provide any value. There's no reason for me to go to the app when the shoe is not releasing. Maybe I'm wrong, but there's nothing driving me there. I'm not getting any rewards out of it. I'm not getting anything interesting. 
on release day, I can go look at the behind the scenes, the five minutes before the release and it's over. There's no value added to the sneakers app. And that's one of the biggest problems. And on a complete other note, MC Hammer tweeted out the Boston Dynamics robots dancing and doing the mashed potato and the swing. It was terrifying. I'll share the tweet on my Twitter uh, about this episode. It doesn't make me feel any better about these robots and the way they're moving and seeing them more agile it makes it just feel a little bit more like iRobot and Will Smith and that much closer to someone programming one of these things to do some nefarious activities or be harmful and being pretty dangerous. However, the step up in technology is really cool and I hope it's more practical and it gets used for the areas that needs to be used and it helps the communities that it would like to help unlike the Nike Go Fly Ease. And to wind down the episode, let's take a look at the upcoming releases. <laughs> These are the new Jordans. That's it, huh? These are the releases for July 12th through July 18th. We have the Puma RS collection, I would say. If you have the Puma Woman's RS Curve Art of Sport coming out on the 13th, we also get to see... The Puma Suede Art of Sport for $70. The Puma RSZ Art of Sport for $110. Puma's a dope brand, if I want to be honest and quick sidebar. I just wish they innovated a little bit more or pushed basketball. It's cool to see they have athletes. I just feel like they've kind of gone by the wayside. But the Puma Clyde and the Puma Suede are some of the best casual sneakers of all time. Then we have on July 15th via the Sneakers Draw the Xbox, Nike, LeBron 18 Low, Wiley, and Roadrunner that comes with the special Xbox controller. And then there is the regular release that comes out a few days later on the 16th for 160 But this pair on the 15th, I think this is a really fun pair of shoes. I don't know when I'd ever wear two mismatched sneakers, but I feel like this one encapsulates Space Jam, encapsulates Looney Tunes, isn't trying hard to be a very iconic shoe, is just having fun with the idea. So that comes out on the 15th for 220. Then on the 16th, you get another slew alongside the release of Space Jam, A New Legacy. You get the Space Jam Nike Air Force One Low Tune Squad for $120. We get another Nike LeBron 18 Low Sylvester and Tweety Mix for $160. The Space Jam Converse Chuck 70, A New Legacy for $120. The Air Force, which is also a sleeper in this pick, the Space Jam Nike Air Force One Low Computer Chip for $120. And then all of this on the 17th ends with the Air Jordan 1 High OG Electro Orange, which looks like, honestly, it should have been a Jordan 1 mid colorway. It doesn't look too great in my opinion, but it's going to sell out. All of these shoes are going to sell out magically on the sneakers app. I don't know who's going for these, if people really want them, but they're all going to sell out. However, I am going to be going for that Wiley and Roadrunner colorway. I think it's just fun. Maybe wear every now and again. I don't know how I would necessarily wear two different colored shoes. Kind of reminds me of a what the, uh, but it is fun. I'm sure it'll catch a lot of eyes and have a lot of good conversations for those interested. But honestly, I'm not going to be trying super hard. The ones I'm trying hard for come out on the 21st. That's the LeBron 8 South Beach. I've struck out on all of the LeBrons that I've tried to get. I've been lucky enough to capture most of the sevens on restocks and under retail with sale codes, but these LeBron 8s are going to be a nightmare. I tried 
surprisingly hard for the LeBron 8 low Miami Knights. Wasn't able to get those. It just seems like sneakers are getting harder and harder to purchase, which that's a pain that we put on ourselves. And it's completely by choice. So, you know, I'm still going to have fun doing it. Still have fun trying to get these sneakers. If I miss out, move on to the next one. Don't complain about it. Get to the next pair. But with all of that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode about Space Jam. Let me know if you're seeing it, like I said, or if it looks absolutely terrible to you, or if they should have cast Vin Diesel as LeBron James' character, or maybe The Rock, right? The Rock sells movies. Um, Let me know your thoughts, or let me know what you're going after for upcoming releases, or what you're going to be tuning into the Olympics for. What I'm really going to be looking for outside of basketball is skateboarding. I think that's a people are going to understand how hard and what type of art skateboarding is. And so I look forward to interacting with you guys next week. I think I'm going to be bringing in either an Olympic research based episode on the colorways and iconic sneakers of the Olympics, or I might go with the history of slam ball, have a little fun, go a little different direction, but thanks for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Julian the gray. That's all down in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed your weekend. I hope you enjoy this upcoming week and I'll catch you next week.